This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Some families were born into. Some families are made from the ones we meet along the way. Our families are built on love and traditions, the memories we share, and knowing that life is better because we're together. Pure Life. 100% pure quality water. Refreshing every moment together. Visit purelifewater.com and discover where to buy Pure Life. Huh. Watching Kyle's unboxing videos again? Yeah, he always finds the coolest... No way! A robot dog? Gotta ask where he got it. Or use your Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Just draw a circle around the dog on your screen, and it shows you where to buy it right in the app. Oh, I just learned a new trick. And that for once, I beat Kyle to the next big thing. Circle it, find it, with the new Galaxy S24 Ultra, and circle the search with Google. Get yours now at Samsung.com. Internet connection required. Results may vary based on visuals. Yeah. Yo, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing a murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff. Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome to the Wolf and Our podcast uh, We're recording this episode without any of them having been out yet So we've got no idea if this, we could be right now we could be sitting on the fucking crest of a wave of the newest, like, or we could the, the be new on, big thing, or, or we could be on something that's sunk so badly. Yeah, that, <laughs> that actually it's, it's negatively affected our other projects, and people are now just tuning in, going, "Oh my god, are you guys still going?" Like, I mean, I, I like to think that if the first are awful, this one will never go out. Yeah, but, I think so. I think yeah. so. so. We can say whatever we want on this one, can't we? We can say. So yeah, I think we can be a lot more free with our feelings on this one. Yeah, I think we can. Uh, ha, ha, we can push things. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm, I'm good. I, I've got that sort of that. It's a change in the seasons, right? I'm, I haven't put on my Christmas tree. Actually, by the time you listen to this, I would have put on my Christmas tree. It's a weird thing of doing them like eight months in advance. When do you normally put your Christmas tree? I, I think everyone's doing it earlier this year, right? Yeah. Why? I usually put mine up like 10th of December. Right. I th- I actually th- I think that's a really good time. I'm going to say that now. 10th of December, in my opinion, great time to put up your stuff, your tree. Why? What do you think about this putting Christmas decorations up early? What is your uh, take on it? I think everyone's going to be bored of Christmas. Look, we're all at home for Christmas, right? We're stuck indoors. People are going to be so... Christmas is just going to... And it's not going to be the same Christmas we're used to. I think, I think if anything, we should have done it later. Like, just really sort of, like, get settled around the sort of, like, hardship of being stuck in your house without decorating. Because decorations get annoying after a while. Christmas tree, start, mm. tree starts to stink of piss. Have you ever had that? Christmas tree starts to stink of piss? Yeah, after a while. Like, the, the needles start dying, it starts smelling of piss, no? 
doesn't smell of pe- what what um what breed of tree you get what I think it's a North Mountain fir, fir, fir I usually get. I think you might be getting a Scandinavian uh, piss it's tree like or something. A, I, I, I don't know. A pissy sort of odour to it. No Christmas tree's got a... No Christmas tree's got a pissy odour, mate. You Christmas know tree, well, we, let me just say, because we're going to start squabbling here, and sometimes you We're not going to start squabbling. No, but sometimes they feed into the week, and we're very close friends, right? Uh, and I, I'm actually going to spring in a new little thing. I'm, Big T's bringing a new thing in here. Uh, okay. If anyone out there knows anything One about... One of the things he's bringing in is referring to himself in the third person as Big T. That's one thing. What's the other thing? What's the other um, thing Big T's bringing in? Experts get in touch, mate. So if there's a Christmas tree expert out there, or someone who knows quite a bit about Christmas trees, like get in touch and say if there is such what, what, a thing. As... So, so sorry, if somebody is, if somebody's vocation is being a Christmas tree expert, right? Yeah. Their 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 job is yeah. Christmas trees in the in the industry surrounding it. What makes you think they're going to volunteer to come onto a podcast to confirm to you? That sometimes I smell of piss. What 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 incentive? Because, number one. What number incentive one, would a Christmas tree expert have to do that? Number one, I can tell you now. Knowing your fan base, I will guarantee there's at least five percent of them will have some knowledge of trees and stuff and okay. such. Okay. Right? Okay. What with sort of no, no, because you've got that a, fucking. You, you've got that vegan naturalist sort of like shit about you, right? Naturist, is it naturist? So, so five five percent. It's not naturists, first of all. Naturists are people that that spend their time naked. Okay, that's the first thing. Second of all, five five percent of my fan base are what potentially Christmas tree experts. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, like I think probably fifteen to twenty percent are like flower and tree experts, like knowing loads about like agriculture and stuff or horticulture, whatever it is. But I'd say five percent of them. Are probably very knowledgeable about Christmas trees. I'd say five percent. Five percent of my fan base, yeah, are very knowledgeable about Christmas trees. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that you've got. A, I think you've probably got a disproportionate amount of people within your your following that knows about like nature and stuff. Which which comedian do you think has the highest proportion fan base that would know about Christmas trees and horticulture? Do you think? Uh, what well, I'd say it would probably be you and Tim Vine. <laughs> Tim Vine, I I love Tim Vine. He makes me think about. Hold on, have you, hold on. Why are you saying? Why are you saying Tim Vine? Because I Tim just Vine? think Tim, Tim Vine's got that lovely spirit. That's quite. He just makes me think of like Christmas, and he's just got a nice way about him. You and I mean, I think there are different reasons. I think people are finding Tim Vine because Tim Vine's just full of like this sort of lovely sort of attitude. I think with you, it's more like yeah, go brother. Like we all have trees and stuff. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> No, but so anyway, yeah, what would be good is if we could just get like someone who knows their stuff about Christmas trees. I do have a friend, if actually, if I'm honest, who knows about trees. So if it okay. comes to a push, I can call him and, and say, look, listen, okay. mate. Yeah. And also, he's a massive fan of yours. So Okay, well, look, if there is a Christmas tree expert out there, can you please email wolfalpod at gmail.com? And yeah. uh, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Are we actually going to get them on the podcast or get them to send? Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I, th- I think bring them into the chat. I think if we can somehow do that. And then what? And then what will happen though? Because because we, we're not. So we'll bring them onto the podcast and we'll say to them, "Can we just?" So we we arrange that. And by the way, I, I know that you won't pick up. No, first of all, I, let's be honest. You're not going to pick up any of the admin slack on that. So I'll be getting in touch with this guy. Right to sort Which out. Which will make his Christmas. That's like an early Christmas present. Like he will literally come down and go. Mum, Dad, 
you will not believe this. Ramesh so Ranganathan. So you're assuming? Is, hold on, hold on, hold on. So let, let's get this straight. We, we've got we've got to put put all this together. So this is this guy's going to be a fan of mine because you've already established that five percent of my fans are Christmas tree experts. And and on top of that, you've you've put on this guy that. Not only would he be absolutely buzzing to come onto this podcast and wet Christmas trees, he still lives with his parents. And he's come downstairs and he's gone, Mum, Dad. So not only not only does he live with his parents, he's the sort of that would come down and announce to his parents that he's been invited to talk about Christmas trees on a podcast. No, he'd he probably say something like this. Mum, Dad, you no. know you say I've never achieved anything, right? Guess who's just emailed me? Who? Who's emailed you? Ramesh. Ranganathan wants to know about Christmas trees. And then the whole family would cheer and she'd be, oh, hopefully that means you're going to bloody move out of us. And yeah, I mean, I don't okay. know. I'm it, I guess now we're losing the chance that they might get. It's like a Vianetta of fucking insults, this whole, this whole conversation. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that I'm not too sure. So anyway, if there, if, I guess what we're saying, if there's some fucking loser who's into Christmas trees, and live with his parents, and his little prick, whose parents would think that him appearing on this podcast would mean he could move out of his house at 43, 44 years old, then please do get in touch at wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from we, you. Genuinely we'll have you on the podcast. And not only that, not only that, Tom wants you on the podcast. And do you know what? If one you do qu- get in touch and you can give the information we need, I will send you um, four rattlers of beer. Yeah. Uh, and your dad will probably take him in, in lieu of rent, I imagine. You know what? The, thing, the other thing is, we're going to get this person on. We only want to know one thing. Yeah. Is do, can Christmas trees smell a piss? Oh, yeah. I don't want him on for like the whole show. Like talking about, I, I don't really care about his opinion about other stuff, but I really would like to know if that's a thing. Otherwise, I'm doing something wrong with my Christmas trees, like pissing on it. <laughs> well, you've got, a, you've got a dog, haven't you? Yeah, my dog doesn't piss on the tree. My dog's actually very, very well, How well. do you know? Because he's How very well know? house-trained. He's actually, if anything, he's probably the least slobby person in my house. Okay, but how do you know what, what, what a fucking incredible thing for Catherine to be able to listen to when she listens to this book? <laughs> no, I assume she will do. Lisa won't, Lisa won't listen to this book. I can, say, I can say whatever I want about Lisa. If I, I'll prove it to you now. Lisa, I'm cheating. Repeatedly. <laughs> Left, right and centre. And I'm fucking loving it. And there's Catherine even an emotional probably, bond as well. <laughs> Catherine would probably rather I said that than turn around and said that our dog has better house habits than she does. I think that's <laughs> no, but I, I'd say he he, all right, he has better. He's better. He's better behaved around sort of like his sure. You know, but what I would say, is, what I would I say is, what I would say is, is bearing in mind that I don't know. You're the first person that's ever said to me that Christmas trees start to smell of piss, right? Now, so let's look at that from. The, so I imagine you're the sort of guy that that sort of takes the same anecdotes around to everybody you know. So I imagine you've said that to other people, right? right. So uh, when you said that to, when you said that to other people, has anyone else said that their Christmas tree also smells of piss? If I'm honest with you, no. I've, I've, not, no. I've had the similar no. and response. We, and, and by the way, you didn't have to speak. We knew that from the pause. As soon as you paused like that, I knew. Yeah, right? but also, what you're, I mean, this is the trouble, right? This is why you in some senses would be a good lawyer because you're very cold and you're very like, and that's, that's brilliant, right? Because you are, you've got this cold, like, you know, it's all about the facts. You sort of, you can put me in a corner. The truth of the matter is I have got something up my sleeve because when this fella, you're, well, you're a fan. And also if you are a fan of Ron Mish's, like 
by all means, he'll send you a signed T-shirt. He'll do one of his little skits for you on the radio, right? But, <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> let your love for him and how much you adore him. Don't let that get involved in this argument because what we need you for you right now is to come on this and be as serious as possible because this is a very like, so. What's it? What's let, let's let's get to the bottom of this. What's the question that you want answered? Can Christmas exactly 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 smell of piss? Can Christmas trees eventually smell of piss in in the context of being in someone's house? Yeah, yeah. So in someone's house. And when do you take your Christmas tree down? I, mate, it, well, what's the date you've got to take it down? It's like the 10th of January, not saying like that. 6th of luck. January. 6th. 6th of January. So right. I'm usually just before that. Sometimes on the 6th. So before, right. So by the 6th of January, a tree that's kept in your house yeah. will often, often enough for you to make an observation, will often enough start smelling of piss, right? And you're asking if that's possible. No, I'm asking if that... I know it happens, because I've been there and gone, fucking hell, that tree's stinking a bit pissy. Right, okay. I know that for a fact, right? And it's if it's not the tree, then there's something else going on in the house. Between... Yeah, well, well, look, you you live... Listen, you live with a dog, right? I'm not casting any aspersions on your dog. He I'm would sure be dog devastated if he heard this. He would be devastated. If, if he was in this room now, he would literally pick himself up and slink himself downstairs and go, well, this is this is what it is now, is it? I'm so happy that there's not podcasts for dogs. Because if he could hear this now, he would be, I have never urinated since pu- my puppy years in that house, indoors. Are you being the dog? You're being the dog now, eh? Well, no, I would say it for me and him. Because no, I feel I'm, that no, a lot no, of people okay. might throw a little bit of cast aspersions. It might be me. I'm not, listen, I'm not having a go about your dog, all right? I love dogs. I'm get, we're getting a dog, by the way. Yeah when, well you get you know, a, yeah, right? yeah, when you get a dog, you'll see they don't piss everywhere. Yeah, okay. Unless you train her badly. Yeah, yeah, sure, but you're, you've trained your dog, right? And I know Tom, and I don't want to. I don't want anyone to think badly. Tom does look; he loves that dog. Yeah, right? he absolutely loves that dog. All I'm saying is, for a few days a year, there's an unusual situation yeah. where something that smells very differently to anything else around is in the house for a few days, right? From whenever, tenth of December to the sixth of January, yeah. right? So once a year, you've got that in your house. And we don't know, we don't know, you and I don't know enough about dog biology to know if, if that, that, that smell... If I'm going to start thinking as a dog, mate, if I'm the dog coming at you now and you're having, when you're, you and the dog are in the pub, right, and you're accusing the dog like you are of these things, if I'm the dog... I'm there's, a lot around, of st- there's, a lot of, there's a lot of steps to get to this. So you're playing a dog that's meet me in the pub because you've heard that I've been saying that you might be pissing on the... Is that, is that the role play we're doing now? Yes, so right, I'm okay. coming so in the you, pub you and I'm come, going... You've come down to the pub to sort to have this out. And are, are you? have we agreed to meet at the pub? Or is this something where no, you've heard there with down all the your, pub? you your estate agent, right, mate. You, you... <laughs> <laughs> and he right, comes you in. Have, you you want to have it out with me. So you've turned come... up at the pub to fucking square this off, right? Yeah, and he's like... Okay, <laughs> go on. <laughs> so the dog's whistling. Yeah, I could whistle then. So I sort of had a little no. bit of laughter left in me. Yeah. Oi, rubbish. Yeah. Can I have a word with you? What breed of dog is this? He's a he's a German Shorthair Pointer. Right. Okay. Go on. I'm Tom's dog, by the way. Right. The Pointer that you talked about on the podcast. So this dog. Let me just get this straight. This dog is assertive enough to come down to a pub, but not assertive enough to refer to himself by his own name. <laughs> he he refers to his, himself by his owner's name. Is that right? I you am know, Tom's no. dog. <laughs> he might he might not like I've got friends who do that. They can be oh no, I'm Kieran's uncle. 
you must have people who say, like, you know, you know I, I'm, I'm Lisa's husband, or I'm, you know, right. to, you know, whatever. Right? They're not the same people, by the way, Kieran. So he's saying, so he's not, he, that's not how he, re- that's not how he refers to himself. He's saying that for my benefit. Yeah. So you know who he is. To give me context. So well, otherwise, knows, you're like, this could be any old talking dog. Yeah. And the reason I have to clarify that I'm Tom's dog is because Tom's never invited you around his fucking house. So you've got no idea <laughs> what his dog looks like. <laughs> Except for his Instagram. So then he's like, listen. That was a very cute photo you put on there. Oh, thank you very much. He, he, anyway, I mean, could you, yeah. Listen, you've been running your mouth about town, saying about me pissing all over the house, right? Put this in your head, mate. I live in that house 12 months of the year, and for a month, it stinks of piss. So who is it? Is it me or the Christmas tree? Okay. See? Now, you are, now you're fucking, you've been put in your place. Okay, but if you go into your toilet and it smells of shit, it's not the toilet's fault, is it? You just fucking shut your mouth, mate. <laughs> hey, just walk out. <laughs> He'd probably be like that. Keep your fucking keep keep my name out of your mouth, yeah? <laughs> it's if well, I'm honest think, with you, uh, this yeah, is the on. most heated conversation our friendship has had. <laughs> no, Tom, trip. can I just can I just clarify this? Can I just clarify yeah. this? I'm not saying it's your dog. Right. What I'm what I'm saying is, let's look at the ev- the facts, okay? Yeah. Okay. Right? Okay. And, and I'm not. I, I I just want to be crystal clear. I'm not saying it's your dog. Yeah. Okay. What I'm saying is, I don't know anybody whose Christmas yeah. tree is smelled of piss apart from you. Okay. That uh, in all of my life, nobody has ever said the words that you said to me at the beginning of this podcast. Right. Nobody. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have heard. Of dogs pissing on trees. Now, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that your dog's doing it, right? Yeah. What I'm saying is, if you were to assess a series of probabilities, if you were to work out what the likelihood is, mm-hmm. all I'm saying is, I'm not saying your dog's pissing on the tree. I'm saying if I was if I was attaching percentages, probability percentages, I would say dog pissing on the tree. Is more is a higher percentage than your tree just tends to start smelling of piss of its own accord. Can you do me a favour then, right? I, I actually accept right. what you've said. I think there's some sense there. Okay. Obviously, until we have the expert and God willing, they get in touch, right? I'm looking forward to that moment. Can you do me a favour? Go around to a family friend or a loved one or a family member, right? And just walk in and say, um, oh, is your tree doing that funny pissy thing? That funny pissy smell? And see if they go, what? Why would I do that? Why would I do that? Yeah, because then what you're doing, right? The clever thing you're doing there, yeah, is you're basically going, so they're either going to go, no, it doesn't smell a piss. They go, oh, yeah, it does that every now and again. Yeah, but I'm leading the question. That's a leading question, isn't it? Mate, okay. Along with the Christmas tree engineer, along with the Christmas tree engineer, can also yeah. a li- lawyer stroke solicitor get in contact for how Romish is going to do this next part of the argument, please. So that's two people. And I'd say that probably, I, I think both of us will probably have someone from the legal profession following us. Okay. I, 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 do you know what I'm going to do now, Tom? I'm just going to Google this very quickly, all right? We could have done that, can... actually. We could have done that, actually, yeah, 10 minutes ago. Yeah. And... We could have done and actually had a, an episode that was worth broadcasting, but we've... 
We've gone down this road now. Can Christmas trees? What should I Google? What question? Can should Christmas I Google? trees smell of piss or urine? Smell. But urine because Google doesn't like piss and stuff. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations at Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Okay. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, it seems like this is quite a common phenomenon. <laughs> oh, yeah. In your face. In your face. Oh. Uh, honestly, right, that feels like Lanzini against Tottenham. That feels free all, mate. That is literally watching your face there. I, do you know what? I, you, I saw your shoulders literally dropped. You're, you... Your glasses slipped down your nose as you read the different uh, people's accounts of how their 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 Christmas trees smell of urine. Do you know what? Do you know what's so embarrassing as well? Go on. Is actually the, the reason that they do start to smell is so much so obvious. Which is, you know, when you water, you put water in, yeah. the, in the pot. Yeah. It, it, because it's just sitting there, it sort of becomes like stale, stagnant. Like piss. Yeah. It's like basically that book. The um the pot that it's in is like a it's like a bladder, right? And it floods. Uh, yeah, I mean that's a it's a it's a weird way of looking. I mean it's a it's a pot full of stagnant water. I don't think you, yeah, okay, it's like a bladder, fine. So Romish's Christmas tree fans, there's no need for you to get in touch now. We've solved this argument. Uh and uh I think Are you slightly embarrassed that we've talked about this for as long as we, I, I tell you why, because that feels no, so no, no, obvious, no, you know what? I was slightly going down the, the route of thinking, Well, this is a bit embarrassing. It doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. There's not an end to this bit. And now there's an end that I again is proved that my general knowledge and my knowledge of the world is slightly sort of sharper than yours at times. And what's great is... Hold on, 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 hold on. I am willing to concede that there is some eggnog on my face as a result of this this Christmas tree embarrassment, right? I'm I'm happy to admit that. The idea that that's because you've got a higher level of general knowledge than me is is a fucking insane assertion. What you what you said is, is your Christmas tree sometimes smell of, smells of piss, 
and I've gone off not heard of that. And it turns out that other people have had that as well. That doesn't mean your general knowledge is better than mine. No, but you've got to say, right, there was a time in this argument where you were so smug, right? You were fucking Look, twir- I agree with that. I, you were, I no, agree you with that. Is it- twirling your hair like the girl at Illegally Blonde, right? <laughs> You're like Reese Weatherspoon in it. You thought you'd nailed it, right? And you, you, you just, it was just that thing. It's that thing. Every now and again, the underdog comes up. So everyone who's listening, this is, this is just a lesson in life, right? There was a time I was going to concede there and say, actually, maybe you're right. But I knew that Christmas trees sometimes you stunk didn't know. piss. You didn't, you didn't I know. Smelt them. You didn't know. You're about, you're about to concede, and I Googled it, is what happened. And, and poor Darren fucking trudges back upstairs, dreams crushed. Actually, if I'm honest with you, all your Christmas tree friends are now just going to be like, oh, God, Rom, don't get into this argument because Tom's right. Tom knows Christmas trees better than you. So there's a tip as well. Don't leave leave the water in your Christmas tree for ages. No. Do you reckon a lot of your Christmas tree fans will now just slide over to me? Yeah. I mean, you're welcome to that 5%. I guess 5% of mine is what? 90, 95% of yours? Zing, sir, zing. What a hell of an intro to the show. I've got to be honest, that was, I found that, that was, that was, I would say, honestly, I'm not just exaggerating, that looked bad on me, didn't it? I think. I think that was a bad. You have a very cynical mind at times, my friend, a very closed, cynical mind. And although it's Mm. a beautiful and brilliant mind, at times you just need to be like, actually, I probably should listen to Tom a little bit more often. But I'm not going to rub it in. Now, Tom, yeah. we put out a little request for for problems, yeah, right? um, or questions or whatever. This is something that we're that we're wanting to do, and 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 Tom, it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be personal problems. It doesn't have to be. It can be absolutely anything at all. It could be it could be a trivia question. Mm-hmm. It could be a question about a specific issue you've got going on in your life. It could be an opinion question. It could be it could, the Christmas tree one would be a good example. If you had a Christmas yeah. tree issue, don't Google it. Send it in to us and let us uh, yeah. chew the pine. Well, that's, that's I wish I hadn't said that. An I wish I hadn't said that. Uh, it's a sort uh, of like reference. Or... Yeah, it well, feels a bit got, like we're got, cheating a bit now because we've solved the Christmas one by Google, but I think that had yeah, to be sure. done. Otherwise, I don't think we'd have got past it today. So No. Well, then we'd have to have two guests on and it would have just been a ball like. <laughs> now, um, actually, Tom, we've got we've got one email that's got six problems in it wow now i don't i don't i don't i don't expect us to be able to get through all of these but i do want to help give a little bit of guidance here okay so well this is where me and you are different i'd like to get through all six and help this person because they need it okay well let's just make it quick then because we fucked around with this christmas tree for we haven't really got time to go into a huge detail on this but okay so this email comes from Cassim d cool right yep uh it says dear rom and tom Having reached the ripe old age of 40 plus, I imagine your 20s don't seem like they were that long ago to you. Is that true? Do you, do you, uh, how long ago do your 20s feel to you, Tom? Well, about 20 years ago. So, sort of, mm, same again. Sort of, I thought. asked for that, really. I, I asked for that, really. Uh, to give some context, I'm 23 years old. Well, hard year. Tough time, that 23. Yeah. Out of a five-year relationship. Graduated this year. He's just got out of a five-year relationship. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. He's out of a five-year relationship. Yeah. yeah. 
graduated this year, moved to a new city to start a new job, two months, it says during these unprecedented times. He's put unprecedented in capital letters to suggest that he's taken the piss. I have a few questions relating to age, potential upcoming midlife crises, and life. Number one, if okay. you're 23 and you're worried about a midlife crisis, you're, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. You don't worry about that until you're, I know, I know. you're buying some decks and trying to fucking play them. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's so good about that is that, um, for those of you that don't know, I, I have decks and Tom knows that. Um, he knows that very well. What you won't have seen on the podcast is the fucking orgasmic glee that spread across his face even before he delivered his punchline there. He was so, so pleased with himself. <laughs> right. Sorry. Sorry, Rob. So, no, that we, I feel like we have to be taking Cassium because he's, uh, he needs some serious advice here. So he's a professor? I, I don't know what he is. He doesn't say what he... Um, it doesn't say what he's graduated doing. It doesn't say what his job is or anything like that. I assume those are irrelevant. Uh, his first one, and, and by the way, there's two questions. Two of these six questions are addressed to one of us alone, right? So just right, to let okay. you know. Do you want your like specific one first? Yeah, let's go one, two, three, four, five, six, yeah? Okay. So the first one is to both of us. Mm-hmm. What are some things you wish you did in your 20s? Oof, maybe travelled. I'd say travel. I wish I'd traveled mm. more, sort of see more of the world, uh, like a younger age when I didn't have any sort of proper responsibilities and I could have been a bit more carefree. Where uh, would you have liked to have gone? Sort of anywhere that wasn't sort of <laughs> so, uh, Felaraki or like I'd have liked to have gone like Thailand and Australia and India and seen the world a bit more, you know, which is too late now because I think once you get to a certain age, it's sort of. It's a bit sadder, isn't it? Sort of travelling around. So, what, are you like, not? Are you not? Are you? Uh, are you not going to go to any of those places then? Well, I might do. I mean, probably when I retire now, it's just not going to be the same, is it? You can watch young people having a good time, and you're sort of fucking finding somewhere to get a cup of tea. It's, yeah. What do you? What I, do you I think like I think if if I could give him any advice, I'd say Cassium or like do it now. Quit whatever you're doing and just go and do it. You tell him to quit his job. Well, it sounds like he's lost his job anyway. Is that what you're saying? Like, he sounds like he's... Look, I'm going to tell you now, you're in your 20s, right? I didn't take life that seriously. <laughs> I had an awful job in my 20s, right? And I went to that job every day, and I did it. Yeah. And literally didn't... I, I can't even remember. I enjoyed weekends, I enjoyed the evenings out, but I, I didn't do anything or achieve anything from 20 to 30 at all. I literally was just like pub and work. That was my whole life. Like, ice bar, <laughs> literally, vaults, whatever. Oh, I used to I, love I vaults. I used to love Volts. Volts was a great place. I mean, Volts was literally, Volts was pretty much the epitome of my fucking travelling, getting on the fucking 420. Yeah. Volts, Volts and Kingston. Volts, uh, it's not Volts anymore, that can't be. Can no, it? no, no, it won't be Volts anymore. It'll change. What, what, so for you, Ron, what, what would that have been in your 20s? What, what I wish I'd have done? Yeah. Uh, I guess lost my virginity. <laughs> you lost it on your 29th birthday. <laughs> I'd love that so much. <laughs> oh God! Uh, no, I, 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 I think Tom's advice is good. I, I'm just—I don't know about leaving, losing your job. Because what are you going to do if we get an email next week and he says he's left his job? How would oh, you don't feel leave about your it? job. Take a sabbatical. Or something. I, 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 did, look, I didn't even okay. have a proper job. 
I had the sort of job I could walk in on a Friday and get a job. Like I worked in scaffold. I worked on building sites. So it wasn't like a job yeah. job. This, guy, this guy's graduated. This, yeah, this, this guy's graduated. I'm not a boffin like it. This is where you're better than I, it, I am at that. No, but so I'm just, I'm not, I'm, it's not even about being a boffin. I'm saying that he's graduated this year. He's moved to a new city to start his job. He's asked for some advice and you've said leave your job. No, no, just, well, actually he's travelling anyway because he's in a new city. So even even if right. I'd gone and done scaffolding in Hull, it'd have been fucking different from doing it in Croydon. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So you're doing one over the things. Tom's advice, Tom and my advice is to, you know, do a bit of travelling. Obviously um, wait for the lockdown and quarantine and stuff to be over, but, but get something in a diary. Anywhere in particular you're thinking? Well, I'd, I'd say if I was him, I'd, I'd be looking at Australia, Thailand, sort of way. Mm-hmm. Have the time of your life. Uh, try and avoid any convictions if you can. <laughs> okay. Second question is, how are 20s... I, I'm not sure we can answer this question. How are the 20... How are being in your 20s different compared to back in your day? What? I mean, that... Do you know what? This is this is a bigger question. Because at, at first, I was actually going to come at this annoyed. And and then I break it down. I and, could tell that. I could no, tell that. Then and I break it down and go, he's got that. a point. Because in my twenties, there weren't in in our twenties. Not everyone had mobile phones. It was a whole fucking different world. If you went down the pub in our twenties, right, and you arranged to meet all your mates at seven o'clock in uh, the Rat and Parrot, if no one, if you got there, hold on, whoa, 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 what made you just say Rat and Parrot? There's a pub that gets everywhere, isn't it? It's a sort of chain pub. That's where I. I mean, most of my twenties, I drink drank in the Rat and Parrot. You know. That. Yeah. So it was a it was a it was a known pub. It was a good chain back in the day. Okay, go on. So if you think about it, right, you went to the pub at seven. If unless you were like one of the small percentage of people who had a mobile phone, you just have to make hope that your mates didn't get there early and go oh, shit in there. Let's all go somewhere else and traipse around fucking Crawley or Croydon and fuck or Kingston, trying to fucking find where all your mates are gone because yeah. you didn't have a phone. Yeah. So for a start, that's a fucking big one. Yeah. Like you didn't have phones or anything. The world. Was... The way you told that. The way you told that in the same way that somebody might tell a story about being on rations during the war is fucking incredible. It's part of the reason why I feel sorry for my children's children. You know, our children's children when they listen to their parents talk about this current time. Do you know what I mean? Like McDonald's yeah. was closed. You've got no idea. Couldn't get a haircut. Yeah. For two months, you know all of that shit. I mean, the PlayStation Five thing was absolutely terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Oh, was... we, we, I remember we spent an afternoon just looking website after website. In the end, I had to buy it from StockX. <laughs> well, you couldn't go in a shop. That was the thing. <laughs> so the PlayStation's out. Hearing all these stories about how good Miles Morales Spider Man is. You can't even play it. Well, that's the thing. Back in our day, you wouldn't have heard those stories if you were sat indoors because no one could fucking get in touch with you unless you phoned someone on a house phone. Do you know what I mean? It was a whole different world. Mate, can I tell you a story about Volks, right? This is honest truth. Right. Honest to God happened to me, right? Two separate occasions at Volks this happened to me, right? Yeah. First occasion, I'm at the queue at Volks, right? Yeah. This is Volts Nightclub in Kingston. I've got no idea if they've changed ownership. I hope they have because this story is not that positive about them. So I'm still in the queue at Volks. The bouncers, right, I'm looking ahead in the queue. The bouncers start just pulling blokes out of the queue, right? Um, Just pulling them out. Just like pulling them out going, you're not coming in tonight. You're not coming in tonight. Just fucking clearing out blokes, right? And I'm sort of watching going, fucking hell. They like, at first was what I was looking ahead going, are those guys like in a fight or something? And then the the bouncers are like working their way down. Because I thought initially it was like troublemakers or something, right? (laughs) 
So they cut. They keep working their way down. And then it get. They get to me. Right. I'm there with my girlfriend. Grab me. Throw me out. Right. I'm out. And they start working my through. I, I, no word of a lie. Right. This is honest to god truth. It was at that point that I realised that every bloke was Asian. Oh ba- shit. Basically. They went through and de-Asian blokes that entire queue. It was, I swear, and people don't believe me when I say so. I'm fu- honestly, mate, it's fucking mad. It was mad. I, I mean, I could believe it. The, the doormen there were fucking prime knuckleheads, right? But um, the worst thing is I went back. I went back. <laughs> Imagine. Did your girlfriend go in or did she leave the queue with you? No, she left the oh, queue. Cool. She left the queue. She left I, I was she generally thinking that. the end of that story is that she sort of shrugged and sort of smiled and went in and you waited yeah, out there till went, three in the morning. Yeah. yeah. She'd come out with another bloke. <laughs> you offered them I both a been out for fucking ages. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever have those relationships, Tom, where you just fucking yeah. did anything you were, oh my oh, God. Yeah. yeah. That literally, like, I, I remember being in relationships with people where you're just looking at it and thinking, what are you doing with your life? Oh, no. I remember being with a girl, this is no joke, I was with a girl right, for a while where I genuinely thought it was a practical joke that all of my mates and like, my family had got together and got someone to do a wind-up that the girl was just pretending to go out with. Like, like I was waiting for her to go, look, this is, look, no one thought you'd fall for this as much as you had have and like you know and you said you love me and all this like this is a joke oh God, the that... sad and, and you and you're on one knee <laughs> i all of pretty much all of my relationships in my 20s were like me just like with like clinging on with anything i had it's so fucking pathetic when you've got that when you've got that level of self-esteem and i'm not saying that's unique to us loads of people go for it and Cassim, actually this is quite good this is quite good advice for you mate is that when you're in your 20s You've got a fucking, you know, don't be so desperate to be in a relationship that you just sell yourself out. It's just, it's so bad, man. I can be that. I can be into I that. I can be that guy. I can, I can be there. that guy, yeah. Yeah, you, you, yeah. You, I can go there. Yeah, if you want me I, to be, I'll go there. If you want me to be interested in horses, I can be. Oh, it's so pathetic. The, 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 I went talking about, like, the worst thing that I remember going to Volts, right? Do you remember if you got off the bus from I think actually it came from Crawley as well it was like 420 it came yeah. from like that way and you yeah. basically went down this big slope as you were walking to Volks right and I remember yeah. I bought a pair of Patrick um, Patrick Cox wannabes and they had leather yeah. soles and I didn't know that you had to like score the bottom of them to fucking make right. so and we walked, it's like a cold fucking winter's night it's been raining. I walk down. I see this girl that I fancy for ages I'm like oh man I'm just going to go and chat to her like so I sort of do this really fucking like sort of like Chandler Bing-esque fucking jog up yeah. behind her with a hey hey like that sort of thing and as I get to her I realise I can't stop fucking moving right because the floor's become so slippery in these leather sole shoes and my fucking legs keep on going but I try and keep my body sort of like like by the side of her my legs literally just flip up and I smash to the ground right like with like like it was like an elephant fucking like being felled right I just lay on the fucking thing and she was like are you all right and all her mates were just laughing just pissing themselves laughing and i can hear my mates laughing other people are on the bus going oh my god do you see that who are walking past like sort of treading over me it's fucking absolutely and then honestly for like probably about two years after that when i'd be in vaults there'd always be one person who'd come up and go Oh, you're that big fucking idiot who fell, uh, slipped over in the uh, the slope. Yeah, you're like, yeah, that, you're like, yeah that's it. Do you know what's so sad about that is I know from being, you know, that we've got a lot in common in this regard, but I know what you will have done is you'll have seen that girl, 
You'd have been slightly nervous oh, to do yeah. anything because you sort of think there's no way that that girl's going to have any interest in me, blah, blah, blah. And then you think to yourself, no, do you know what? No, man, I'm going to give it a shot. Like, and you've got my Le- I've got my Levi's on. I've got my yeah. Patrick Cox's on. I'm, ba- yeah. I'm basting a Ben Sherman and a, and a box leather jacket. There's a chance. Yeah. There's a chance. Yeah. It's a small one. There's a, there's a chance. There's a chance. There's a chance that when I'm wearing absolutely all my best gear, the best stuff I own, I've done myself up to the apps. This is the absolute maximum I can look. This is the absolute, <laughs> the best I will, I've ever looked is when I'll have the confidence to talk to this girl, right? Yeah. I've got, uh, uh, what, what, what aftershave are you? Oh, are you mate, I'd have been then? busting some cool water back then. Mm. I was like an Izzy Miyake guy. Oh, right? maybe that's a classy guy. Yeah. That's a classy guy. You go over there, you've overcome your, you've overcome your shyness, you run over there. And then you just fucking yeah, twat it like that. Yeah, total yourself. And then you've got a really bru- bruised elbow. Yeah. You walk your part. You're queuing at the bar for a fucking pound a pint and everyone's laughing. Word is spread. And also, hardly, no one really gives a fuck. Once they're in there, they're just after, you know. But in your head, that's all anyone's talking about. You're fucking sat, sitting in a corner of fucking vaults with a Bacardi breezer and a fucking bruised knee, just wishing that you could go home and sort of talk to your mum about it. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my Taste Buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Red Baron's new fully loaded hand-tossed style pizza is so full of toppings. Hold on there, partner. That there pizza is big enough for the both of us. With a half pound of toppings and a soft, chewy crust, it sure is. Problem is, though, this town ain't. Introducing the Red Baron fully loaded hand-tossed style pizza. Share something awesome. I I remember I'd been going out of a girl for like a really long time, right? And uh, we split up, and it was a it was a bad split. And I'd like, I was I was really like out. I'd I'd ruled myself out of the game. Do you know what I mean? I say a game. I don't know what you're like, Tom, but all of my relationships have followed six months of working with the person. <laughs> I, I, that would have that would have been pretty fucking t- t- tough when you're working as a scaffolder. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I was that way inclined, it's a pretty small pool. <laughs> so I, I split up with this girl, and then we're at, we're at um, Icon Diva in Crawley, right? Oh God, I know. And my mates, my mates were going to me. You've got to like, you've got to chat to a girl, and like the force is just so. I just the force is not strong in me at all. Yeah, right. We've talked about this a lot, and so I was really like nervous. And there were these two girls, and they had this like American diner. In the, in the club, right? And there were these two girls sitting, eating something. And my mate goes to me, right, you come with me. I'm going to chat to that girl and you chat to this girl. And by the way, these are the days when it was totally, you know, 
This is another thing, Cassim. This is a difference between you being in your 20s and us being in our 20s. It was expected that you would go and harass women that were just trying to have a nice night out. It was just accepted that you would go completely fucking unprompted and shoot your shot with a girl. And if they knocked you back, they were the arsehole. That, that, was, the, that, was, the, that was the fucking way it went down so many times. Anyway, we, I walk over with my mate. And he starts chatting to this girl. I, I promise you, um, this is how the, my conversation went. I sat down. She was eating a hot dog. I don't know why. The first thing I said to her was, <laughs> the first thing I said to her was, you look like you're enjoying that. All right? She, she didn't say anything to me. She turned to her friend and she goes, can you just get him the fuck away from her? <laughs> Jesus. My mate who was chatting to the other girl, he could not fuck he could not fucking process how quickly I'd managed to alienate this woman. Mate, I could talk about these stories all day long. I remember this is the this is the lowest one where you talk about this, right? It's like in a small like you know, me and you cover these small sort of little towns, right? And I remember like Blue Orchid, yeah, like splitting up with a girl and everyone, but yeah, we, everyone would be going there on a Thursday night. Blue Orchid was the one, right? Everyone used to go there from that, yeah, from where I lived. And I remember splitting up with this girl, and I was absolutely heartbroken. Like I made best friends with her brother. It was so, it was so embarrassing. Her brother was about six years younger than us. <laughs> Find her brother and his mates bags and cans of beer. She'd be like, "Why are you fucking hanging out with my brother? It's so fucking weird." Right? And one of my pals, very much in the way that your mates done that, is gone. She's in here tonight, and she's with her mates. The best thing you could do is look like you're having a good time and try and make her jealous, right? Yeah. Which is like the worst advice because the best advice a friend yeah. could give you, in it, and this is my advice, Cassie. I mean, if you're feeling like that, mate, just go home because there's no better person yeah. in the world than your parents. Don't don't try and be fucking. Don't listen to your masculine fucking like that shit advice because honestly, that night I got absolutely leathered, right? Leathered, <laughs> and I sort of did that. You know that thing where people go, "Oh, just dance like no, you know, dance like no one's watching." When you're six foot seven, there's no chance of that happening. When you start dancing, you're absolutely fucked on fucking blue WKDs and whatever else you've been drinking. Everyone's fucking watching and everyone's laughing. And it's an absolute shower of embarrassment. And then I threw up in the middle of the fucking dance floor. Oh, my God. Right? About three or four people slipped over my sick. I slipped over my sick. And a doorman, all the doormen had fucking just like grabbed me and dragged me off. There were sick people, you know, and they dragged me out. And then I just started crying. Like sobbing to the doorman about oh this, God. how you know, this, how much I love this girl and all this. And he just, I remember the doorman just looking at me with like, so much pity and just saying, "Look, just sit here and just get yourself together." And I remember just sitting at the back of Blue Orchid on a fucking curb with a bottle of water. Every now and again, this fucking doorman would come out going, "You all right, mate? Come on, sort yourself out. You know, do you, do you want to like make a phone call in the office or whatever?" It was just so embarrassing. And that, that's my God. By the way, that door, that doorman, what an incredible guy. Oh, he was lovely. He was like, you bet people are like, oh, yeah, I remember having a fight with the doorman. It's certainly a better thing to be like, a oh, doorman dragged me out of a crowd rather than the doorman felt so sorry for me. He had to come and check, check yeah. out, you know. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a not, I don't think I've ever been in that tragic a situation that I've been invited to make a phone call from the nightclub office. <laughs> that was genuinely a low. That's a fucking low, right? <laughs> I'm going to be marched through. 
you're lucky, Cassim, you've got me and Romish here to tell you these stories because I remember going into work as a scaffolder on Monday and other people have been in the fucking Blue Orchid and told that story. And I had literally probably about three years of shit about crying in a nightclub. Mm. Different times. I'll tell you what happened to me, Tom, is that when I was like maybe 17, 18, I sort of flirted with... Now, Tom, as you know... My, I would say my dress sense is slightly hip hop influenced yeah, yeah. now. You know, I wear a, you know, back then I sort of didn't really know where to draw the line, right? So occasionally I would sort of, you know, it's weird. Like I would buy stuff that I'd seen rappers wearing, forgetting that I am sort of a British Asian kid in Crawley. It doesn't, the context is not the same, right? Anyway, I remember there's this girl that I quite liked at, at college, right? And uh, I really liked her. And she'd sort of invited me to 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 be at the same, you know. She, it wasn't like go out with me. It was like I'll see you at the base in East Grinstead, right? So I was like, all right, wicked. And I, for some reason, had convinced myself that part of the thing that had attracted her to me was that kind of <laughs> that kind of hip hop style that I've got, right? So I went to the base with like really baggy kind of red trousers, bright red, right, pinrolled, right, Timberland, right, an oversized shirt. But but just so you know, to give you some context for this, I've been watching a lot of Jodeci videos, right? Um, leather waistcoat, right? But to top it off, and th- this, was the, this is the apps, I, I cannot believe I thought this was, this was okay. <laughs> I wore a, a, a bandana. Oh, right? my God. <laughs> right, a red... You know, like those... Well, you're not a bandana. It's yeah, all a red bandana. Yeah, a bandana. A blood's bandana. Yeah. I turn up at the club, <laughs> at the base. <laughs> you know what? All of a sudden, right, I'm genuinely thinking, if the, I love you to death, and I love that our fl- friendship has blossomed through our 30s, but you can imagine what a sad fucking pair of pricks we'd have been in our 20s. We'd never have had the confidence if we were friends together to have fucking done this for a job. I know. I know. Go on, sorry. Anyway, so this is what's really sad about it, is I didn't realise what happened until quite late on in the evening, right? So what happened was, I saw her, she saw me, and then she and then she went off to get a drink or whatever, and then I felt like we were playing it cool and I didn't want to approach her too soon and shit like that. And so I, I just sort of hang out with my mates and stuff like that. And then a bit later on, I sort of went to find her and uh, she was gone, right? And, and, and then what I realised had happened was, is she had seen me being so embarrassed about the possibility of being seen by other people talking to this guy <laughs> wearing a fucking bandana that she just left. Did you ever right? speak to her again? So, no, I, well, I don't remember speaking to her again. No, I don't think so. And, and then I, I left, right, the club, and I went to, this is, the, this is sort of the tragic fucking, almost the most tragic part of the whole thing, right? I was drunk and feeling sorry for myself, right? Because, you know, when you've tedious, you know, like that same thing with, a, with your loafers where you've fallen yeah, ass yeah, over yeah, tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely dejected. I was like fucking snake's belly low, right? <laughs> and then I just thought, I'm just going to fucking get some food at the kebab shop like a fucking loser and just go home, right? And I remember going into the show. By the way, people staring at me. Everywhere I go, I'm getting stared at, right? Because 
I look like a pirate, basically, right? I walk into the kebab shop, right? You look like you work at Chesterton World Adventures on the Jolly Roger. (laughs) Thought Park's that way, mate. I go into the kebab shop. I order my food. As I'm waiting for my food, this drunk girl comes up to me. And it's just such a nothing thing to say, but it sent me into a fucking... She just looked at me and she went... She just pointed at my head and she goes, I like your handkerchief. (laughs) Oh, bless you. That's horrible. (laughs) Did you say anything? Did you retort or did you? (laughs) No, I didn't. I just took my food and I left. (laughs) It's so horrible. Do you know this is... uh, this, this actually now feels like a counselling session for me and you. We had a f- guy who played in our football team, right? And he uh, he was a, like the coolest guy you'd ever met, meet. And his nickname was Sl- Slick. He, and his real name was CJ, right? So his nick- his real name was CJ. Like, people would just call him CJ, right? And then that mm, became mm. Slick. So it was like, like CJ right. was Tom Davis in any fucking, even T, nothing's cool about that, right? CJ, which yeah. is a fucking cool name, if anyone's calling you CJ, then becomes Slick. Right, and he used to work in a uh, like a shop called Fusion or something in Sutton. He was like fucking the guy to fucking go to for clothes and all that. Yeah. But I used to find back then, like now, it's not too bad. If you're a big, big guy now, you can find stuff that's going to fit you. Everyone does a tall range mm. or whatever. Back then, you'd really struggle to find something. And he used to like, whenever you had yeah. big sizes of things, he'd just text all like fucking give me a shout and fucking down a pub. Oh, I've got a really nice Versace sh- like, shirt that'll fit, fit you lovely. My confidence and fucking self-belief was so fucking low I used to walk in and he, like, he'd always go, oh, mate, look, put this on. And it would always be like two sizes too small and the buttons would breach. And like fucking, <laughs> he'd like go, uh, and I'd go, oh, these buttons, should, should they be like around my, around my chest, like popping open like this? And he'd be like, just wear it, I'm done, mate. Just go with it, right? <laughs> and I so wanted to fucking look cool and have like, like, like he'd look yeah. fucking, he'd be wearing a similar shirt and look so fucking cool. Yeah. Right, and I'd look at him, go, "Oh yeah, maybe I look a bit like that." And I'd look in the mirror with fucking rose tinted glasses. He once sold me a pair of fucking like plastic leather trousers, right, and said, "You know, these are fucking these look blinded on you." And they were like, they weren't even cheap. Right? I'm I'm saying like at the time they were probably fucking like 250, 260 quid. And this I'm talking yeah. late 90s, early part of like fucking. Yeah. And I remember going out in those and a fucking like. Like, what shoes do you wear if you're a fucking six foot seven man who squeezed himself into some fucking PVC trousers? Do you know what I mean? But I, like, I remember going out on a Friday night and people ripping me. I was like, I remember a girl just coming up to me, like, sort of smiling over, laughing with her friends and coming walking over. And I was like, you all right? And she was like, yeah, yeah. Me and my mates were just saying, I bet you've got a really sweaty ass. Oh my god! Is that horrible? I was like, Oh my ah, yeah, god! That is quite sweet. Yeah. You know, like you, you have no retort to it, but I know oh, you, you're you're just trying to turn yeah, it into no, a bit of banter, like you're in on the joke. Yeah, no, my nah, eyes nah, really sweaty. Nah, yeah. nah, well, to be fair, actually, my boxer shorts are wet right through. It's like, <laughs> so, so to be, um, yeah. Uh, if if I'm honest with you, Cassie, if your fucking twenties are anywhere near as pathetic and depressing as mine and Romish's, um, they will get better. In your thirties, so yeah, just grit your teeth and get through it, son. Well, Tom, that's great advice, Cassim. I hope we haven't depressed you too much. Um, we are, 
we'd love to do the rest of your problems, Cassie, but we're actually we're actually out. Do you know, I'm starting to think that you know it, it was great getting Cassie's questions, and hopefully we can come back. As, uh, but it feels like that. Do you want to? Do, do you want to? Should we come back to it, this? Yeah, next? but it feels yeah. like that became something of a counselling session for me and you in the end. Yeah, I mean, actually, weirdly, Cassie, what I would say is you came to us with a problem, and actually, in your own way, you enabled us to talk about ours. So you may be sitting there, Cassie, thinking, "Thank you." Tom and Ron, but actually, from on behalf of both of us, yeah, we'd like to thank you. Yeah, so you know, it just goes to show you, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know what exactly, but it shows you. Uh, Tom, as always, can you uh, do your thing and take us out of the wolf for now, please? So listen, who are you when you look in the mirror? You're ever changing. A little bit like a Christmas tree, on the tenth of December. You brought it to someone's home and you're, you're glistening. You're prickly, pine, needles, green as can be. And everyone's looking at you with adulation, a newborn. And then, you know, the baubles and everything are put on you. Uh, and you look even prettier and you look great. And then they water you and slowly but surely you start reeking of piss. And people come in and they look at you with the same fond eyes. Tough times, tough times. But there'll come a time around the 6th of January where they'll take off the decorations and they will put you out the front of their house for garbage men to put into a pit somewhere for recycling of trees. And when people do that, they'll be sad because the joy that Christmas tree brings is something pretty special. And that's a little bit like life. You know, no matter who you are, where you are, Remember the times when the baubles shine, shone brightest. And sometimes, sometimes it's not the worst thing to think of piss. It's just you drinking water. So, yeah, that's my, that's me breaking down this week. That was, that was so nice. Sort of a man describing the cycle of a Christmas tree and realising that it actually only gets bleaker as you continue. And then realising he didn't have an end to that bit. That was, you was know really what? good uh, to watch. That was another one where I sort of started off thinking, oh, this is going to be really actually, this is probably going to be the most, like, sort of like, like it's going to be quite inspiring for anyone listening going, yeah, you know what? I'm going to fucking get out. I actually realised that the Christmas tree is only good for about fucking five minutes. I love it if Katy Perry decided to do the song instead of fireworks, I don't know about a Christmas tree. It just gets more and more depressing as it goes on. Baby, you're a Christmas tree. <laughs> That and you stink of fucking weed. What an awful song. I thought we were ashamed of myself. Let's go out on that. Uh, well, look, Tom, thank you very much, brother. Kasim, thank you. Thank you, Kasim. We'll see you guys next week for The Wolf and the Owl. Layers. <laughs> Layers. <Laters. laughs>